0: as a series of Advent messages. Advent means coming. Hence, in these weeks before Christmas, we focus on the coming of Jesus Christ into this world, on His birth. Although it is a good thing to consider the advent of the Christ during these weeks before Christmas, we have to do so as people who are living long after His coming. In fact, we pay this attention to the advent of the Savior in a time in which we ourselves anticipate His second coming. For us, it's a time of Advent the whole year through, for centuries already. Or is it Do we truly expect His coming, or is it just a matter of us knowing that He comes, for that's what the Bible says, yet it doesn't really function in our life? Perhaps you pray, Your kingdom come, but does the coming of the King determine your life? I know that many are saying, I know that He will come, but I don't really count on it. He won't come, not in my time anyway. If that is so, they may be mistaken. Sure, the time of his coming may seem long, yet he is coming. We must long for this time, expecting that he could come in our time indeed." Well, that's what we can learn from Zechariah the priest. That's what the Gospel in Luke 1, verse 5 to 25, concerning Christ's first coming, teaches us. Please read this passage if you can. When we look at the circumstances, dear listeners, and consider the facts concerning the progress of the church in the world, we may question whether the Christ will ever come. The facts make the fulfillment of God's promise seem impossible. Behind this world, however, is the reality of God's faithfulness. His Word teaches us to move on in history confidently, assured that God will fulfill His Word. It may look dark in the world, The church may be facing much misery in the midst of it. Yes, also in your personal life, there may be the feeling sometimes that God is absent. Still, He is there. He has come, and He will be coming. The light of Christmas has lit up this world in the coming of its Savior, and it will once more. The great change in the history of the world did take place once already, and it will again. In a world that was filled with enmity, suppression, and insignificance for the people of God, the great turnabout did take place. How? When? Through prayer. At the hour of prayer in the temple. That's where and when it came. That's what Zechariah learned. He heard the beginning of the gospel of it in the message concerning the birth of his son, who would be the herald of the king. What a beautiful day it was in the life of Zechariah when the lot was cast and the Lord determined that he would serve in the temple that day. Although the priest served in the temple for a week, twice a year, it usually happened only once in a priest's lifetime that he was chosen by lot to bring the incense into the holy part of the temple. For Zechariah, however, the day became more beautiful yet because of the things that happened while he went about his tasks in the service. During the evening offering on the Sabbath, most likely, the people of God are together for prayer. They pray for the fulfillment of the promises, for the fulfillment of the sacrifices, for the coming of the blood of the Lamb that will give Himself for the life of His people. Prayers go up for the coming of the great King who would topple Herod's throne. God's people pray for the fulfillment of the advent of the Savior and Redeemer as prophesied. It's at that moment that God reacts to these prayers. It's at that time that Zechariah's day becomes more beautiful yet. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. To Zechariah who is standing there, startled and trembling with fear, he says, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your prayer has been heard, the angel said. What prayer? Whose prayer? Well, the prayers of both Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth and the prayer of God's people Israel. Elizabeth will bear a son who will bring the grace of God to his people. He will be a joy and delight to you, the angel said, and to many. Their son John will get a great place in God's plan of salvation. He will be the herald of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, even. He will bring back those who have strayed from the Lord, and prepare the hearts of parents and children for the coming of the Savior. That may seem unlikely to Zechariah and Elizabeth, because they are past the age of childbearing, and to the people of Israel who no longer expected the fulfillment of his promises anymore. Yet at this time The Lord places the prayers of Zechariah and his wife, as well as the prayers of the people Israel, in the larger context of his plan of salvation. He gives his personal prayers a place on the way of redemption via Christmas, Easter, and the return of Christ. That's a wonderful message for Zechariah and for us today. What an encouragement this message is, dear listeners, for the church today, the church of the new dispensation that's awaiting the second Advent. This announcement of the birth of John, the heralds, dear listeners, and implicitly the announcement of the birth of the King Jesus Christ, came to a people in serious decline. Oh sure, there still were people who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel, people like Zechariah and Elizabeth, for instance, yet the majority of the people did no longer. Yes, even among the faithful ones, they did not await the birth of the Savior for their salvation, for their deliverance from sin and guilt. What a moment, therefore, this was when the angel of the Lord comes down from God and announces the new time that's coming. It will be John's calling to bring the people back from wickedness, back from a worldly lifestyle, to the Lord in a sincere repentance from sin. That's how the Lord wants to see His people when He comes. Living in the advent of the Lord, therefore, means living for the Lord, ready and willing to serve Him. Hence, the question is relevant today. Are you ready for the advent of the Lord? Let's learn an important lesson from this story about Zechariah, dear listeners. Was he ready? Was he expecting the coming of the Messiah? He prayed for it, and he spoke about it, but was he doing so in the real anticipation that the Christ would come? In his life, according to God's Word, his promises and prophecies? No. Zechariah's reaction to the message of the angel is one of unbelief. Believing in the fulfillment of God's promises, dear listeners, appears very difficult, even for a believer and priest like Zechariah. He wanted a sign, which he received in being dumb, that is unable to speak until the day his son will be born, which is a sign signifying his unbelief it means that the message of the advent of Israel's redemption remains unheard. Hence it appears possible to be an upright believer in the sight of God, to know the whole Word of God, and yet remain unfruitful, unbelieving for the coming of the kingdom of God, for the coming of the Saviour of the world. The Lord, however, does not depend on us for the execution of His plans. It was the time of the advent of the Savior, and He did come. It's the time of the advent still, and He comes, whether we believe it or not. When He comes, will He find you longing for His coming, expecting Him in faith? and rejoicing at the completion of His salvation in response to His Word, in response also to this message? Thank you for listening once again.